All right, glad you're with us. Oh, let me get my uh, let me get my levels right here. Eight hundred nine four one Sean. If you want to be a part of this extravaganza, if I have any of uh, Joe Biden style brain farts, it's because I haven't slept like most of you. Uh, up all night watching what is, you know, it, it is it is the saddest thing to me that here we are, the greatest country on earth. I don't. I, maybe I guess you're not. It's not popular to talk about anymore. American goodness, American greatness, American exceptionalism, all of the things that we embrace, the standing on the shoulders of, our, you know, our parents and our grandparents and and our our founders and our framers. No country has ever accumulated more power, abused it less, and used it to advance the human condition more than this one. And then we have the inability to have simple, and it should be simple, shouldn't it? A voting system that people can trust and people could have faith in and that people could believe in that was that is that is real definable that we have free fair open elections one person one vote and actually at the end of the process have faith and confidence that what results we are getting are accurate and true and representative of what the american people voted for now if you have you know i and and this was this was the great warning that the president was was talking about. The attorney general was talking about. We were talking about, you know, when you're just going to mail out tens and tens of millions of ballots here, there and everywhere. Then you're going to have we're going to we're going to now switch. In the remember, this all started last hundred days. Remember the first covid bill that Nancy Pelosi held up. One of the main reasons she wanted to hold it up was because, you know, one of the things she wanted was immigration reform. Another thing she wanted, voting reform. And they have pushed and they have pushed and they have pushed. And and now all of a sudden we, we get all the ballots being mailed out, pushed out. Let's see, we're going to have early voting for one month here, early voting for six weeks here, early voting for seven weeks here, early voting for two weeks here. Uh, then we're going to have... Late counting an extra three days, uh, an extra six days, an extra five days, and we'll have. Uh, but voter ID, oh, we shouldn't have to prove who we are. Meanwhile, if you go to a Democratic National Convention, if we had one this year, I would have needed, like I have in past years, I would have needed to show a picture ID, have it verified before they say, Hi, Mr. Hannity, wand me. You know, want me again, make me walk through the metal detector and then allow me into the Democratic National Convention. But pretty much anybody can go in and vote. Some of the states like Wisconsin, for example, I believe, has same day registration. You go in, you register, you vote. OK, who are you? And then they have all these restrictions. If you're getting licenses, for example, you don't need to show any proof of citizenship. You get a license, you get a license and you get the ability to vote. Um, you would think that we'd be able to get. Something like this, as great, as brilliant a country as we are, and get it to the point where there is honesty and integrity in the system and that you don't have this hodgepodge of, you know, ridiculousness and late minute changes to the laws. And let's mail out all these ballots and let's hope some return. And if they didn't return, did they return? Who returned? Who touched the returns? 
you know, does do we need a postmark? Do we not need a postmark uh, that says you had to? Why why can't the voting ballot be done and everybody do it on election day? And everybody go in and show a picture ID. Okay, you're good. You're registered. Vote there. Done. Then you count it at the end of the night or you have machines count it. You have people monitoring it and and everybody walks away and feeling that you can believe and have faith and hope and trust that what result you're getting is accurate. That's not what we have. We have millions of millions and millions of ballots that were just mailed out. You know, some are magically found. I'll go through all the different controversies. Then you have the states with the early voting. Then you have the states with the super, super, super early voting. Then you have the states with extra counting. And then you have the states with late counting. And then you have the states that now want late counting for ballots that come in that may not even necessarily be postmarked on Election Day. So what are we going to have Election Day in in perpetuity? Well, uh, months long elections leading into months long deadlines and no definitive date that you have to hand in nationwide a ballot and then count the ballot in a free fair and open way that's transparent because that's not what we're getting here and it is it is beyond sad but i'll tell you it's the way they want it because if they because any you you put a kid in high school that's halfway decent in math they're going to be able to figure out a better more workable honest system with checks and balances and integrity in it and it is it is not what we have in this country today which is sad i'll tell you the the hard thing about this as as you look now there's by the way there is a pathway for the president for re-election there are court challenges coming joe biden i assume is going to claim that he's president-elect at four o'clock uh, eastern on uh, about well 48 minutes from right now we'll go to that the, the white house will be the president will be speaking later today as well um you know I'm just looking at what is what is happening around us is we are watching major institutional failure in this country that if we don't turn back and and get a hold of these simple fundamental things, we're going to lose the country or at least the country we thought we were and the country we want our kids to grow up in. You know, one simple thing would be to restore law and order. Another simple thing would be punish anarchists and and arsonists and looting and and people like that that have created such havoc in the streets of our cities and our autonomous Chaz Chop uh, summer of love zones, etc. You know, but on many, many deep levels, this is not, you know, what did I say before the election? The media mob hates Donald Trump, the 99.9%. The fury over the the country being so close and Donald Trump getting so many votes in every state and winning Florida and winning Ohio and, and winning all of these big states, it, it, there is palpable anger and the statements made by the media you know, wondering outright on, you know, CBS, Trump is going to be responsible for riots and the repercussions because he says that he wants an honest election or or Joy Reid. I don't trust, quote, Uncle Clarence Thomas to actually follow the law or the hatred on MSDNC. You know, Donald Trump is one states like Florida and Ohio 
and wondering if maybe this means that America is simply as bad as Donald Trump himself. Wow. That's what they think of us. What we're chumps. We're irredeemable deplorables. You know, we cling to our God, our, our Second Amendment rights, our Bibles and, and religions. And, and again, this is NBC News allowing their commentators to say all of this. You know, even with a narrow Biden lead, it's going to damage the standing of our country because so many people in this country like Donald Trump. Quote, if Biden emerges even narrowly as the winner, he then faces a country that is substantially Trumpist and has a bare majority of people who reject everything that 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 comes with. Do you think the media has been fair to Donald Trump? Does is, is that the feeling here? This sanctimony? Joe Biden, who basically for the entire campaign hid in his basement bunker with the the media assisted and a media assisted living facility where they protected him, where they knew that he was weak, frail, struggling cognitively and barely asked about it. And then when they did, it was tepid and it was once or twice where he has no questions, no vetting hiding for five days at a time and and half the month of September and five days before debates. No questions involving you're not getting a billion taxpayer dollars unless you fire that prosecutor named Victor Shokin who's investigating my son who's making millions of dollars, who admits on Good Morning America that he has zero experience in oil, gas, energy. There's no questions about that what whatsoever. You know, but they're after... Donald Trump for a phone call with nothing wrong said on the phone call. Do you not see a problem with the mob, the media, you know, uh, the same people? You look at all the institutions that that did anybody ever say, wow, Hillary Clinton paid for a dirty Russian disinformation dossier. They didn't care about Russian interference, only only if they can nail Donald Trump with it. That is how fundamentally corrupt how corroded institutions have become in this country and then now you got big tech companies somebody points out that oh they just added 128,000 or 138,000 Biden votes and not a single Donald Trump vote and this is on the New York Times website they had this and then they had the extra 128,000 banned you can't even you can't even put it up the New York Times own uh own website picks. They weren't manufactured. They weren't phony. They weren't fraudulent. I'd never heard from anybody. I had a lot of people sending that to me. The media asks no questions of Kamala Harris, no questions about the billion five deal with China, the Russian oligarchs, Kazakh oligarchs, Ukrainian oligarchs, the, the shopping sprees with Chinese nationals. Do you not see corruption here? With the mob and the media, do you not see the Democratic Party, the double standard that they take on, breathtaking hypocrisy? These are these are institutions that are failing. Our electoral process is failing. We warned you it was going to end badly. Unfortunately, you know, I, there's still a chance, but everything that could go wrong would you know you can predict this is going to happen this is not hard you know then you've got let's see a deep state that we know lied to a fisa court on four occasions premeditated fraud nobody's been held accountable looks like biden wins nobody's ever going to be held accountable 
You know, we're supposed to teach our kids to what? Have honor and honesty and dignity and integrity. And yet we're going to we'll accept it as long as we get the outcome that we like, we want, we desire. And we won't even question a presidential candidate because we want that candidate to win. And we're going to try and, and bamboozle the American people into thinking we're fair and balanced. And, and we're, we're going to ignore real Russian interference and we'll ignore real uh, fraud committed before courts. And we'll ignore spying on presidential campaigns and we'll ignore one guy's quid pro quo. We'll we'll ignore pay for play for an entire family because uh, we like that guy better or that woman better. We don't ask them about their radical policies, packing the court. You get to run through a whole campaign and not give that definitive answer or whether or not. You know, you, you want to get rid of the Electoral College or whether or not you'll grant statehood and create four Senate seats for the Democrats in perpetuity. I mean, these are th- these are deep, fundamental problems that exist. And then anybody that speaks out and has a different point of view or votes a different way is viewed with utter contempt and hatred and vitriol, you know, the likes of which I've never seen. All right, 25 till the top of the show. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. The Arizona Secretary of State has cautioned all media not to make any calls because of the 600,000 ballots that are now underway. By the way, the first wave, I guess, of, of major counting from Maricopa, I spent a lot of time on the phone with my sources on the ground that know the numbers that are high-ranking in Arizona, and we'll talk to one of them later in the program, and that's Congressman Paul Gosar, uh, all saying absolutely Donald Track has a path to victory in the state of Arizona. And uh, and by the way, the same thing even exists uh, in the state of Nevada with just, you know, we're still having 25% of the vote out, uh, on less than 8,000 vote difference in Nevada. And obviously Pennsylvania we're keeping a strong eye on. Uh, there's going to be a recount in Wisconsin. We're still watching Michigan very closely as well. Um, we know that there have been now major movements by the Trump campaign to step in. And, uh, for example, uh, the president now is put out, uh, uh, his, pre- his campaign has put out, they're taking critical legal action in Pennsylvania. And uh, they are doing everything they can do to maintain the integrity of the vote there. Remember, we've had the problem. Well, are you going to count votes after the election? Yes. Are we going to count votes after the election that, uh, that have a postmark? Uh, not, yeah, we'll probably count them, too. Uh, anyway, here to sort through what legal issues might be, we might be facing. Jay Seculo, Chief Counsel, American Center for Law and Justice, Counsel to the President. How are you, sir? John, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, we've already started the legal work at the Supreme Court of the United States. Just a little bit ago, we filed a motion to intervene in the existing case that is there in Pennsylvania regarding exactly what you just mentioned, these potential votes. I, I, these are the disputed illegal ballots, the ones that come in after the due date. Uh, the statute has a due date, which was 8 o'clock last night, and then the court there on their own said, no, we're going to extend it three days. And now, the, in our view, the constitutional... The constitutional issue is ripe, uh, and it's ripe because the concern is, of course, that uh, while the president is ahead and still significantly ahead in Pennsylvania, uh, you don't know what mischief's going to take place up there. So we're fighting for every vote for the American people. 
I want to go specifically out, go back to Arizona, and sure. I think you're right uh, to take preemptive action and all this. Yep. Can you explain the last court decision? Because I've been watching people on, you know, so-called legal commentators that don't seem to know a thing about the law and what it was specifically that Justice Kavanaugh was writing and why uh, the new justice, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, didn't weigh in on that particular part of uh, that decision. Well, a couple of reasons, and you don't know the specifics with uh, Justice Barrett. What the release was, uh, the press release statement said that she did not have time to engage it, engage the case, because she had just literally got on the bench that day. Also, her vote wouldn't have been outcome determinative. At that point, there was not five votes for expedited review. Now, the court said in an opinion, a statement by Justice Alito that was joined by Justice Gorsuch and Justice Thomas, that these are significant constitutional issues. There will be post-election issues that derive because of this. These ballots have been segregated, and we think the time now is ripe, and that's why I proceeded today uh, in the Supreme Court to deal with that issue. So that issue is now up and live before the court. It just really was filed, Sean, moments before I am talking to you. Okay, let's let's look at the actions out. Let's look at what's going on in Arizona yeah. And and it's kind of breathtaking to to realize that you got 600,000 more votes to count. And what's fascinating about it, and the secretary of state did point out about this, that these were votes that were received yesterday, Election Day or right. received Monday. These were ballots mailed that meant people wanted to hand them off. So they were guaranteed to be counted, which I would argue based on what we watched unfold in terms of a lot of states and the counting, that those that voted day of tended to vote for Donald Trump. Those that didn't trust mailing ballots tend, would tend to vote with Donald Trump in big numbers, which means of the outstanding 600,000 ballots, you have more than plenty to make up for the 90,000 or so ballots that he would be down in Arizona. Is that a fair analysis? Look, I think we're going to get uh, additional numbers coming in from Arizona in the hours ahead. Remember, they're three hours behind us, so we're at 3.30 around or whatever time we're on right now. And the hours behind us, this is going to come in. So, you know, based on the three-hour time differential uh, and when people are actually hearing us, we could have additional votes added. But, look, the president has a clear pathway. You win Pennsylvania, you win Arizona, you're the president of the United States. I mean, it's, it, I'm not just saying that's straightforward, but it's that straightforward, no matter what happens in Michigan and in Wisconsin. Now, there's been a call for a recount of Wisconsin. When it's that close, you always do. That's kind of standard operating procedure, actually, uh, to do that. But, look, I, I want to be clear. We are not going to allow the American people to have the Constitution shredded, their votes torn up, uh, because of illegal balloting that may be coming in that we believe is a fundamental violation of the Constitution. You have to have end dates to elections. The legislature could have changed it if they wanted to with the governor. They did not. Thus, we believe, as at least three or four justices of the Supreme Court agree, that uh, this was an unconstitutional move. And justice, remember, Kavanaugh, Justice yeah. Kavanaugh, the first time it was up, he voted that the stay should have been granted. And that would have been four votes for the stay. Uh, we didn't. We had eight justices at the time. So, look, I'm optimistic. I, you know, you, Sean, you know me a long time. I've represented you a long time. Yes. I, I, I fight to the end, and uh, that's what you have to do in these cases. And that's exactly what we're doing. 
you know, it's it's kind of hard to to really comprehend or understand with that many outstanding votes, especially day of that that you know people are making calls in states and and then the utter chaos that follows. Another thing that's really hard to understand is all of a sudden at ninety five six percent of the voting we're done counting and we don't get any more numbers. Now, one of my arguments is is and the president was right before the election in, in pointing this out. You know. About if you remember the first COVID relief bill that came up, Nancy Pelosi held up that bill for weeks in the hopes that she could, in part, one of the reasons was get election reform. And one of the things that Democrats have wanted is for states to just mail out these millions of ballots. And what we've been watching is millions more ballots this year have been sent out than in in previous years. Uh, We see early voting starting in at different times in different states. Then we see counting and then late counting of voting in other states. Then we talk about you need a postmark or you don't need a postmark. I mean, it's like we're going to have, you know, what, two months of early voting and two months of vote counting afterwards, and you don't have to show voter ID and anybody can drop it off in any ballot. This lends itself to losing any and all integrity for the American people that put in all the effort to get out and vote, many waiting in lines for hours and hours yesterday. Well, that's the, that's the whole point of an election process is to assure a, a secure and fair election, and that rules are for, there's rules in elections for a reason. We have those rules for a reason, and we're just all we're doing is asking the court to enforce those rules. Now, look, you're talking about you know possibly 605,000 outstanding ballots in Arizona. The president needs to win about 57, uh, 58% of those to actually win Arizona. Now, that's far less than what he's been, been getting as these, in these various counties and these late ballot, you know, the day ups come in. So I think it's realistic, the campaign saying this, that by Friday, the president will be the winner of the uh, Arizona vote. If he wins Arizona and we win Pennsylvania, he's the president. So why okay. would anybody expect us to not be fighting for this? Do you think for a moment Joe Biden, look, Joe Biden what was tried to say everybody should stay calm. Then Meanwhile, the next morning he had his lawyer go out and say we won. Now, he hasn't been declared winner. So I think, look, uh, I'll say this with due respect to my colleague, uh, Bob Bauer, let me just tell you something. It's not the way it works. He knows it. I know it. If we're going to have a battle in court, let's have the battle in court. That's the way it's done in America. Do, do, we, do we have to examine, Jay, how this keeps happening? I mean, do we have to have a, a, a single standard? I mean, at some point, you know, I, I mean, how many days are we going to allow early voting? I mean, the one state that has, seems to have done the best with it is the state of Florida, but they've been doing it for quite some time, and they've worked yeah. out all the kinks, and I guess we could learn a lot from Governor DeSantis in terms of how to handle uh, earlier voting or mail-in voting and how to maintain the integrity of it. Uh, You know from past experience, like going into a Democratic National Convention, you need a picture ID, and you get walked through a metal detector, and you get wanded before you're even allowed in the building. But we don't. people can get a license, and they don't need to even prove they're a citizen, for example. That would then grant in many states the right of people to vote that, that maybe even aren't legal in this country. So there's, there's so many things that need, seemingly need to be fixed, and there needs to be some set standards of some kind. Uh, how, do you, how do you battle against that while maintaining the rights of states to do what's in their best interest? 
look, I mean, we have a, we have a, we, we're federalists, we believe in federalism, so there's a role for the states to play, there's a role for the federal government to play, and I think in these kind of situations, you just, uh, you, you, that's exactly how you do it. And I am not shocked that this is where we are. I, I, I was very encouraged last night when the president started with Florida with such a significant win, showed the polls were wrong. Then they said Georgia was going to flip, and, and the Georgia Secretary of State has now said that there are no more votes to count. They're saying it's 95 or 96 percent complete because there could be some you know, additional ballots out there that are in the military ballots, those kind of things. That vote's not changing. The president's won. Same thing in North Carolina. The president's won. Another state they thought they were going to flip. They thought they were going to flip Texas. They did not. What has happened is Wisconsin and Michigan were, were – the president won them by a narrow margin – Last time, this time, based on the poll, the results we have right now, he's behind by, you know, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands. We're talking about tens of thousands or 20,000, 30,000 in those two states. In Pennsylvania, he's up by, I believe the number's still correct, 600,000 plus. Uh, last time I checked. In Arizona, he's in striking distance at like 80,000 at the time that we, you know, I'm checking. So, look. There's 600,000 votes to come in. I don't know why it's taken them till Friday to count them. I mean, how could we come up with, in the 1950s, you were able to call elections the same day? I mean, or in a day and a half or two? And, and in 2020, we can't, we can land, as my father used to say, may you rest in peace, we can land a man on the moon, we still can't count ballots. So in Pennsylvania, the, they have a law. Explain the law what as it's written, and explain what they, they, they've been trying to, out there, you have a Democratic uh, Secretary of State has been, or Attorney General rather, has been suggesting uh, that even ballots that aren't even postmarked on Election Day would be counted. Is that correct? Yeah. So the legislature's clear that you, by eight o'clock last night, you had to have your ballots in. Mail-in ballots had to be in. That was it. That was the cutoff date. That was it. That was the time. That's when the election had to be done. Polls closed at eight. That had to be done at eight o'clock. Made perfect sense. Do you have faith that they're going to follow that law and no, put those other ballots they, aside? No. Do we have people no, watching? No, they're, of course they're not going to follow that law because they, they you know, litigation ensued because the Secretary of State, ex, they extended it by three days, which the legislature did not allow them to do. When a federal court said, yeah, you could extend it by days, the Supreme Court said, no, no, you can't do that. That would violate the Constitution. But then the chief justice, in this, when it became a state court doing it, he applied a different standard. Now, I don't think that holds. I think at the end of the day, we're going to succeed in that case, five to four, maybe, uh, maybe six three, maybe as a change of heart when it's the merits, not a stay. Could be a different way he looks at it. But this is not like if anybody accuses the president or the lawyers of trying to change the rules, nonsense. They changed the rules. We are defending what the Constitution says and what the legislative determination was at the state level, which is who has the authority there. Hey, Jay, do they really care about Russian interference? You are involved in this. Uh, do they no, care that not. we now know Hillary Clinton bought and paid for a dirty dossier? We know that dirty dossier that was never verifiable and proven to be a fraud was used as a bulk of information to obtain FISA warrants to spy on President Trump and spy on his campaign and his transition team. Uh, we also have evidence in the media ignored, too, about no billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor for my zero experience son to get millions. Institutions, Jay, the media in particular, uh, the Democratic Party in particular, 
they big tech now is a part of this. They just, as long as it suits their political point of view, they're willing to take on any breathtaking level of hypocrisy. That's scary. Look, I did Mueller. Got through that. President was acquitted. Then we had Ukraine. Got through that. On the impeachment, the president was acquitted. Then we had three cases at the Supreme Court. They wanted tax returns. They wanted all these congressional subpoenas. They got nothing. Ask me how many documents have been turned over by the president under the uh, DA Vance and his request for the president's tax returns, even after the Supreme Court case? Zero. All right, Jay Sekulow. We'll get an update from you tonight. Uh, Counsel to the president. American Center for Law and Justice, and also works for yours truly as a lawyer. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. Let me go through what what's going on with the the Trump campaign. There, the Trump campaign officials rightly pointed out, uh, and they are confident that the president would carry Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, Georgia, which are the ones that are being disputed. Um we're confident in our pathway. Bill Stepien made that comment early this morning on a conference call. Democrats are pushing to count late ballots, he said. And that's where the law came in with Jay Sekulow ta- telling us in the last half hour that, you know, it, even if it's not postmarked election day, we should count it. Uh, no. You know, I mean, think about that. If you don't have a deadline on Election Day when your ballot has to be in, um, how many votes do you need at that point? That's what it becomes. That's why you have deadlines. That's why you have election days. That's why this, you know, months long leading into election, early voting, mail-in voting, sending mail-in, but you can then also vote in person. It just lends itself to a process that, that nobody believes in or can have any faith or trust in. And that lends itself to those that are would use nefarious deeds uh, to accomplish whatever goals they may have. Um, anyway, so the Democrats, they're they're pushing to count late ballots, for example, in Pennsylvania. Why do they want late ballots? Because they know if we count all legal ballots, we win. In other words, if you got it, in other words, count every ballot that was cast within the time frame on time, according to the law. That's what he's saying. Anyway, so they have run tallies in uh, Michigan and votes in heavily Republican counties still remain out there. In Nevada, final Republican winning margin they think could be as high as 5,500 votes. Uh, in Pennsylvania, Stepien saying that if only 30 percent of the, the vote left uh, were for the president, he'd win by 40,000. This is a winnable race. And Trump officials rightly are furious that the networks, some of them, called this race for Arizona uh, on Tuesday night, the Secretary of State now is warning, don't do that. We, we, we're not anywhere near done counting out here. And we'll know a lot more by 9 o'clock when they give us the first numbers from Maricopa uh, County, uh, when those numbers come in. And, you know, unfortunately, New York Post has figured out an error that was used by a consortium of major news outlets indicated that 98 percent of the ballots had been counted when in fact they overestimated it by 14 percent and the and the 14 percent by the way happens to be the votes from election day and the day before former speaker of the house newt gingrich is with us um hang on let's go to joe biden first hang on 
<laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Kamala and I uh, are here to make a, uh, a brief statement, and I'm sure we'll have more to say later, and either tonight or tomorrow. But let me begin by thanking the press for being here and, and thanking everyone else. My fellow Americans, yesterday, once again proved that democracy is the heartbeat of this nation. Just as it has, has been the heartbeat of this nation for two centuries. And uh, even in the face of pandemic, more Americans voted this election than ever before in American history. Over 150 million people cast their votes. I think that's just extraordinary. And if we had any doubts, we shouldn't have any longer about a government of, by, and for the people. It's very much alive, very much alive in America. Here, the people rule. Power can't be taken or asserted. It flows from the people. And it's their will that determines who will be the President of the United States and their will alone. And now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. With all the votes counted, we have won Wisconsin by 20,000 votes, virtually the same margin that President Trump won that state four years ago. In Michigan, we lead by over 35,000 votes, and it's growing. A substantially bigger margin than President Trump won Michigan in 2016. Michigan will complete its vote soon, maybe as early as today. And I feel very good about Pennsylvania. Virtually all the remaining ballots to be counted were cast by mail. And we've been winning 78 percent of the votes by mail in Pennsylvania. We flipped Arizona and the second district of Nebraska. Of special significance to me is that we've won with the majority of the American people. And every indication is that the majority will grow. We have a popular vote lead of nearly 3 million votes. And every indication is that will grow as well. Indeed, Senator Harris and I are on track to win more votes than any ticket in the history of this country that ever won the presidency and vice presidency. Over 70 million votes. I'm very proud of our campaign. Only three presidential campaigns in the past have defeated an incumbent president. When it's finished, God willing, we'll be the fourth. This is a major achievement. This is a major achievement. And it's been a long and difficult campaign. But it's been a more difficult time for our country, a hard time. We've had a hard campaigns before. We've faced hard times before. So once this election is finalized and behind us, It'll be time for us to do what we've always done as Americans, to put the harsh rhetoric of the campaign behind us, to lower the temperature,
to see each other again, to listen to one another, to, to hear each other again, and respect and care for one another, to unite, to heal, to come together as a nation. I know this won't be easy. I'm not naive. Neither of us are. I know how deep and hard the opposing views are in our country on so many things. But I also know this as well. To make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as enemies. We are not enemies. What brings us together as Americans is so chump. much stronger Sorry, I couldn't than resist. anything that can tear us apart. So let me be clear. I, we are campaigning as Democrats, but I will govern as an American president. The, pres the presidency itself is not a partisan institution. It's the one office in this nation that represents everyone. And it demands a duty of care for all Americans. And that is precisely what I will do. I will work as hard for those who didn't vote for me as I will for those who did vote for me. Now, every vote must be counted. No one's going to take our democracy away from us. Not now, not ever. America's come too far. America's fought too many battles. America's endured too much to ever let that happen. We, the people, will not be silenced. We, the people, will not be bullied. We, the people, will not surrender. My friends, I'm confident we'll emerge victorious. But this will not be my victory alone or our victory alone. It'll be a victory for the American people, for our democracy, for America. And there will be no blue states and red states when we win, just the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich is uh, with us. Uh, your reaction to that and uh, how you see this all unfolding? Well, I mean, that was a nice speech. I think you give him credit for that, said the right things. Um, but he said that in the middle of a period where his party, I think, is trying to steal the presidency. And I think that's the key thing to recognize here, that uh, whether, as, as you were pointing out uh, just before you spoke, uh, whether you look at Pennsylvania, uh, where things going on in Philadelphia can only be described as an effort to steal votes, or you look at the way in which uh, they have dealt with things uh, in Arizona, or uh, as uh, former Attorney General Adam Laxalt has been pointing out uh, for, mo for months now, uh, the degree to which the uh, Nevada Democratic Party has tried to set up a system for stealing the state of Nevada uh, by allowing for just corrupt voting. So I think uh, we're, we're a long way from this being done. And I think that, uh, you know, if, I fully understand that uh, Biden wants to put the best possible face on it. And if, if he and the news media can create a momentum uh, that somehow he's inevitable, that makes his life easier. On the other hand, if you, as you were doing a minute ago, if you actually go down uh, state by state and you start looking at a variety of things, uh, I think it raises real questions, you know, about what's going to happen. I mean, the, 
the size of the Trump vote, for example, in Pennsylvania makes it very unlikely that they can carry Pennsylvania for Biden. So I think both Georgia and North Carolina are going to end up going uh, for President Trump. And I think there's a pretty good chance that the register, the, the Secretary of State in uh, Arizona warned that nobody should assume they know how Arizona is going to vote because there's a long history of come from behind victories in Arizona. That uh, she that's how she won. So I think um, you know, and I think there's a real feeling that uh, there are a lot more votes out there for Trump than have been counted yet. You know, I, I heard the former vice president saying long, difficult campaign. I said, I was thinking not for you because he spent most of it in his basement bunker living in the uh, media assisted living facility with no questions and no vetting uh, that that candidates usually get when they're running for the office of president, which raises a bigger question. And this is his me asking you, the professor and historian, you know, we have now real institutional failure going on in this country, a media that is abusively corrupt and biased. We've got now big tech companies that they they won't even allow people the freedom of speech to tell a story about the New York Times, you know, magically putting up in Michigan a hundred and what, 28 or 38,000 votes for Biden and none for Trump at the same time. Uh, then you've got, you know, this problem of we're going to have early voting. We're going to have mail out tens of millions of ballots. We're not checking them. Anybody can return them. Uh, then, you know, you can return the ballots. Got to be postmarked. We'll accept them even if they're not postmarked. We'll accept them for three days, seven days. That, that, that's an institution that's failing. The deep state is failing. The Democratic Party, they don't care about Russia collusion unless it's Trump, not Hillary's dirty dossier or Ukraine corruption, as long as it's not Joe, as long as it's, you know, if it's Joe Biden leveraging a billion dollars, there's just hypocrisy on a level, sir, that, I mean, it is breathtaking. How do you reconcile this? Well, you can't. I mean, look, this is one of the great decisive moments in American history. Uh, This is comparable to the moment when George Washington was down to his last 2,500 men and decided to cross the Delaware at night on Christmas night um, in a snowstorm with ice in the river because they had to win. This is comparable to Lincoln deciding that uh, whatever the cost, the Union would survive. Uh, we, we now have a corrupt candidate for president who we know from every source. Uh, by The Biden family corruption is astonishing. As you know, I did an entire documentary on it at Gingrich 360. Uh, you have a process by which the news media is totally corrupted. You have a process by which the three big Internet companies are totally corrupted. Uh, and you have a process where when throwing a billion dollars in five years of smears didn't work, they decided in the end they would have to steal it. And they, and they told us in advance. You know, The number of comments by various Democrats uh, about the fact that they were confident that uh, Trump would never be able to claim victory. And the reason was, uh, and... and, and uh, it's 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 truly amazing, but uh, somebody pointed out that you know the, the real return of reporting of returns ended about two o'clock in the morning when they finally decided that Trump was too close to winning. And I remember Chris and I were in the White House watching this, and there there were six states that had Trump ahead, and everything just suddenly froze. Uh, and I I sort of think they were freezing so they could figure out you know what do we have to do to make sure these states don't come in for Trump. But literally, you're, you're, you're there and you're thinking, you know, we're ahead in six states, and if we carry those six states, it's over. 
And I think that's what – so literally none of the networks would report them. All right, Mr. Speaker, we, always appre- we appreciate you being with us. We're going to keep monitoring it. I think you're joining us on Hannity tonight. We'll see you then, 9 Eastern on uh, Fox, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program, we'll go out to Arizona. Congressman Paul Gosar, Congressman McCarthy's coming on. Bill O'Reilly will stop by. All right, 25 till the uh, top of the hour. One thing that Fox came out with uh, as we go through these varying states that have yet to, uh, although Wisconsin has now been called for Biden, but you got poll workers in two Wisconsin counties with the help of 20 National Guard members are transcribing the votes of at least 13,500 what they're calling misprinted absentee ballots to clean ballots, possibly delaying the results. We haven't gotten an update on this, and the state Supreme Court refused to issue a ruling on the ballots in in play. They can't be fed into an electronic tabulating machine. Instead, election officials were told to use the uh, statutory prescribed method of ballot duplication for counting ballots of this, this nature, Uh, Anyway, they're going to meet the deadline for counting, which is uh, 4 p.m. today, um, about now or half hour ago. Um, Just to go over where the Trump campaign is specifically on this. Yes, Linda, I'll be right there. um, Is that they are looking in Michigan. They said the votes to be counted. There's a lot of heavily Republican counties Uh, in Nevada. They believe that the final Republican winning margin would be fifty five hundred votes. Uh, 8,000 difference now with more than a million votes to be counted in PA uh, campaign uh, spokesperson officials for the Trump campaign stepping and saying that if only 30 percent were counted in Pennsylvania for Trump, he would still win by 40,000 based on what has been counted up to this point. Uh, Trump officials are particularly angry about the Arizona issue, stepping and showing data Again, we're looking at nearly six to seven hundred thousand votes that weren't even counted yet. Uh, But these are ballots that came in yesterday and the day before that people had mailed to them that were hand delivered. I know because I called over there myself. Uh, Anyway, here to break down uh, where we should be going from here. Also, having picked up officially, I think, six brand new House seats. House uh, GOP leader Kevin McCarthy is with us. Uh, How are you, Congressman? I'm doing well, Sean, and uh, nobody give up hope here because even Fox News called it wrong for Arizona. There are more than 600,000 ballots sitting out there. With every calculation, if there is more than 500,000 ballots, it's going to flip and Arizona's going to go for the president. The president's going to win Pennsylvania, and that'll take him to 280 electoral votes, and he only needs 270, and he'll get another four years. So I think we have to just make sure that uh, they're counting all the legal votes and we'll be in a very strong place. But some of these people, I watched them last night, take them so long to call Texas and Florida, but, oh, they were so quick with Arizona, which I thought was very strange. Yeah. Uh, Hang on. We're going to go to Eric Trump, Rudy Giuliani are in Philadelphia, and they're speaking. Now let's just check in. With our legal teams, um, it's very clear to us. Um, And we've declared victory in Pennsylvania. We're up by 400,000 votes with 86% of the precincts in. 86% we have Republican votes still coming in from Trump country. And the Democrats know that the only way that they can win this election is to cheat in Pennsylvania. And we've seen it from day one. We've seen it from day one. We found ballots in drainage ditches. They're not letting our poll watchers watch the polls. They're not letting them inside. There's video after video of them passing out collateral material 
in polling sites all over Philadelphia. They're trying to cheat. They're trying to cheat. They have three by five printed big posters in polling locations all over the city saying to vote for Biden and Harris, which is totally illegal. They're passing out flyers. The supervisors of elections, we have them on video, certain ones wearing literally Biden-Harris face masks in polling locations, which is totally illegal. And now they won't let, and we brought one great gentleman here with us today, Jeremy, who's a poll watcher down at the convention center. They won't even let him watch as they count the ballots. They put them behind a fence 40, 50 yards away where they actually can't see the counting happening. Guys, this is fraud. This is absolute fraud. We've seen it in Philadelphia before. They're trying to make a mockery of the election of this country. My father is up by almost half a million votes in this state with 86% reported and plenty of red counties left to go. Plenty of red counties left to go. We're going to win Pennsylvania, but they're trying to cheat us out of it because they know it's their only path to victory. They know it's the only path to victory. And so we came here today. We met with all our lawyers. Uh, we are going to file suit in Pennsylvania. It's a shame that we have to do that. It's the last thing that we wanted to do. It's the last thing my father wanted to do. But this is rampant corruption, and it can't happen. It simply can't happen. It's not fair. This isn't democracy. And with that, I want to pass it off to the great Rudy Giuliani, who's really leading the legal effort. And uh, you'll be hearing from, uh, from Rudy quite a bit. Please. Thank you very much, Eric. It, it, is, it is very, very sad that we're here in the city that's uh, really the birthplace of our democracy. And this is among one of the most anti-democratic things I've ever seen or encountered. And it's not just here in, 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 Phil, in Philadelphia. This is going on all over the country. Uh, we have filed a lawsuit. The lawsuit actually required that when these mail-in ballots that you know are highly suspicious anyway, this form of balloting has always been considered the most prone to fraud. That's according to the New York Times when it didn't apply to candidate President Trump. Well, we were supposed to be allowed by law to observe the counting of the ballots. Now, observe means to any intelligent person being able to look at it. The way it's interpreted by the Democrat crooked machine of Philadelphia is that the observers can be 20 or 30 feet away, never able to see the ballot itself, never able to see if it was properly postmarked, properly addressed, properly signed on the outside. All the things that often lead to disqualification of ballots or make it very easy to dump 50,000 totally fraudulent ballots because they're not observed. This went on for 20 hours, while all of you thought there was some kind of legitimate count going on here in Philadelphia. It was totally illegitimate. So we went back to court, and we went before a Democrat judge. No need to tell you what the result in Philadelphia is if you're before a Democrat judge. Obviously a political hack who doesn't know the meaning of the word observe. Observe means to be able to look. Not a single Republican has been able to look at any one of these mail ballots. They could be from Mars, as far as we're concerned. Or they could be from the Democratic National Committee. Joe Biden could have voted 50 times, as far as we know, or 5,000 times. The ballots could be from Camden. Philadelphia, unfortunately, and I would say this about my own city, has a reputation for voter fraud. 
You have a reputation for dead people voting, and we're going to go look at just how many dead people voted here. I didn't think we'd have to do that, but we will. And you have a reputation for people being busted in from Camden voting here. Wouldn't be the first time that happened. But this goes way beyond any of that. And let me also add that this isn't happening just here. We have exactly the same lawsuit in Wisconsin where exactly the same thing happened, except in Wisconsin, mysteriously, at 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning, about 120,000 ballots appeared. <laughs> oh, here come these ballots. Well, we have no idea if they really are ballots. We have no idea if they're signed, if they're postmarked properly, if it isn't just the same person who submitted 100,000 ballots, and they all got counted. This is the way they intend to win. Now I'm informed by former Congressman Sweeney, who's been... We are considering a moderate Rudy Giuliani. You might have... All right, let's go back to Kevin McCarthy. Uh, You got the gist of all of that. Wow, that was powerful. Your reaction to that, uh, Congressman? Well, I have never been in an election that you cannot have an observer from both campaigns to sit there and watch as the election office do their work. I've never been in a situation like that. That that is unheard of, in my view, with seeing this. And, you know, I know they're concerned because you watched it, Sean, this whole time. This president has expanded this Republican Party. Do you realize that every pundit said we were going to lose 15 to 20 seats in the House? No, we didn't lose. We gained. We, we already won seven seats and we're ahead in 11 others. And do you realize who we won with? We're going to double the number of women inside the Republican House. We're going to have the way, read Donna Shalala is gone. Yeah. Donna Shalala is beat by Maria Salazar. And yeah, Carlos huge win. In Miami. We beat, a, we beat a chair of a committee, of the Agriculture Committee. For 30 years he's been here, nobody could beat him. Michelle Fishback just won. I mean, we are more diverse. Tony Gonzalez. Born into a broken home, had to go to a shelter with his mother, joined the Navy at 17. He just won the district with the largest border down in Texas. Democrats thought we couldn't even play in that district. It is amazing what has gone on. And I'll tell you, they don't know. They call it a dumpster fire on the Democratic side. Even the head of their own DCCC, the Democrat Congressional Committee, Sherry Bustos, she's barely hanging on for her own committee when she said they were going to win by double digits. Let me ask you, in the Senate, by the way, uh, everybody had predicted would be in Chuck Schumer's hands. It's not even close. No. Mitch has done a very good job. And I'll tell you, you and I talked about this a lot. When I sit there and I ask the people about it, they saw our commitment to America, that we had a plan, that we were working to rebuild, restore, and renew. You saw that in the president's campaign. And the president just outworked these people. This is a man that had to go through COVID, and he'd still do five rallies a day. Then he'd get home, he'd do a telephone town hall with these candidates. Joe Biden, one rally a day, he'd do some mispronunciation, they'd put him back in. You know, it's amazing to me, as, as we've been watching all of this unfold, assuming the president holds Georgia, which Matt Towery tells me is a, is a lock, uh, and he's never been wrong, and he's polled going back to when Newt Gingrich did the contract, and then assuming that uh, North Carolina, Mark Meadows was very clear to me about that, and everything's pretty much been counted in spite of what, I mean, it's amazing how they just stop counting at the right time all the time. Uh, And, you know, I'm looking at how we're running elections in this country, Congressman, it scares the hell out of me. We're just mailing out millions of ballots. 
We're saying, uh, okay, we'll we'll have early voting, absentee voting, uh, mail-in voting. Anybody can drop it off. Uh, well, even if it doesn't have a signature, the Secretary of State is deciding unilaterally in Pennsylvania. Well, we're going to try and count those anyway. Now you have to bring judges into it. And I'm like, we're the United States of America. Can't we have every ballot cast on time in a way that is verifiable and legitimate so people have faith in the in the process that we don't have to go through this hell? Exactly. With technology today, it's easy to do with every person coming in. And why shouldn't they have to show an ID? If I have to show an ID to get on an airplane, know that it's me going forward. You know, in California, in L.A. County, there's like 1.2 million people on the rolls, more than they have actually in L.A. at that age to vote. And if they just mail everybody about this is what they did in California, every day I'd get a picture from some constituent say, hey, I just got a couple ballots at my house for my mother who died eight years ago. I mean, we've people. been reading stories about this now for months, and it just continues to go on. And uh, could just vote that ballot and mail it in. That's unbelievable. That's the fear. That's what the Democrats wanted to do across this country. And when you look at how competitive this race is and how it's just a few votes, that will make a difference in any race. Yeah. Now, uh, well, I guess we're, we're just going to be doing what everyone else is doing and watching and, and waiting and, and seeing what's going to go on here. Um, but I tell you, it, it just is a chilling time. Uh, I got a lot more data that I want to pass on to people what it means, but it looks like, you know, what's going to happen and uh, for the president to win, it's going to be Arizona and Pennsylvania, his path there. And, uh, looks like, uh, we're going to need some, some help from the courts. We'll see if they get relief and, and the law applied, which is all that anybody should want, right? That's all we should want. We should want every legitimate ballot to be counted. We want it legal in the process, and there is nothing wrong with both sides being able to view what's going on. What's wrong with transparency? You want to be able to trust your elections. And I watch, remember, it's just somebody calling that Arizona won. They haven't counted those votes yet. And I will tell you what the data that I've seen, and you've watched in the campaign. Yeah, I got to trust any of these pollsters. They were all wrong about every single race. And you watch the president say, no, I know what the pollster's saying. I'm winning here, and lo and behold, he won again. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. uh, Congressman, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, I do believe that your commitment to America played a very big role in you picking up these seats and hopefully leading uh, in years and, you know, in the next election to a majority. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us. <laughs> News Roundup Information Overload, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. I just want to just start, and we'll introduce Bill O'Reilly here in a second. As I watch this whole thing and this entire process unfold, and what we see, you know, if, remember it started with the first COVID-19 relief bill, Democrats held it up because they wanted certain things like immigration reform and voting reform. And then there's this push now for mail-in ballots. Okay, millions and millions of, of ballots just fired out. We just heard from Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, every day I'm getting pictures. Uh, yeah, my mother's been dead a decade. She got two ballots. And then uh, somebody who hasn't lived here in 10 years got a five ballots. I mean, just, just absolute madness with no accountability. You got the states now. I mean, you got early voting. Some states, it's weeks. Some states, it's just a short period of time. Some states, you know, we're supposed to have them. We have the laws changing. Well, we're going to count the ballots up to three days after if they're postmarked. And then the 
you know, attorney general in one state. No, we're going to count the ballots in Pennsylvania, whether they're postmarked or not postmarked. Um, early voting, you know, late voting, late counting, late. Deli- Why can't there be a count? Everybody has a valid way to vote that is verified, just like going to the Democratic National Convention. And you get your ballot in on time or it doesn't count. No, we're going to have extensions. Well, what if it's not postmarked? No, we'll still have extensions. We want every, every, every ballot cast to count. Well, how about every ballot cast on time? Legal ballot? Um, I mean, it brings in so many, so many of our institutions. This is the United States of America. And to watch this become and descend into what it's now become is beyond embarrassing and frightening. You know, to hear this poll watcher talk about, yeah, I'm 100 feet away. They won't let me actually verify if it is a valid ballot, which is why they are there. That lends itself to corruption. The whole, you know, they make it as as corrupt as they can or as confusing as they can with so many variations and methods that there's no way you're going to ever get a true, accurate, free, fair election in the country. Now, I would think we're smart people in this country. We could do a lot better than that. Anyway, Bill O'Reilly, simple man, all things BillOReilly.com. Um, Bill is a simple man. I would think that probably in about five minutes, if I gave you a pencil and a piece of paper, that you can come up with a system of voting in America that would give every American an opportunity to vote and participate, uh, and it would be a free and fair election and true and honest and everybody has an equal chance. I bet you could do that. Well, I think you might be giving me too much credit, Hannity, because then I'd actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, write stuff down. First of all, you know, President Trump was right when he said uh, during the campaign that, you know, he suspected this might not be an honest vote. That was an interesting statement he made back then. A lot of people, of course, criticized him for it. I didn't say anything about it one way or the other, but I noted it. So what Congress should do, and it's not hard to do this, is to impose standards on all the states. Let the states run the election. Congress doesn't have to tell them when to open the polls, when to close. They don't have to do that. But there has to be standards that are met. So that if you are going to go all mail-in, as five states have, and more this time because of COVID, but five states historically have had all mail-ins, Washington State, Oregon, three others. If you're going to do that, then you have to have a certain date where the postmark has to show its mail. And that date can be a week before the election, two days. I wouldn't do it up to midnight of election night because then you extend the vote. You extend the count. So let's take Nevada, for example, because this is what I've been doing on BillOReilly.com all day long. Nevada's six electoral votes, if Trump wins that and wins Pennsylvania, which is, you know, could go either way because a lot of nefarious stuff going on in Pennsylvania right now. Let's say he does win it and he wins Nevada, then he's got 270. So they're screaming about Arizona. I don't think the Trump people are going to win Arizona. It's my opinion. It's too big a gap right now. But Nevada is less than 8,000 votes. And for some reason, the state of Nevada stopped the vote count. They just started it up again. I just literally it just crossed the wire seconds ago. 
Okay, so why did they stop it in the first place? Why'd they stop it in Philly last night? Why'd they stop at 90? It always stops at 95, 6% in states. You ever notice that, Bill? Yeah, I mean, most of the states can count the vote through, but Nevada can't. They don't have anybody that lives there. But this is the same crew that passed the bill at 2 in the morning that they were going to do all, uh, all mail-in ballots. So nobody had the input on it. It's the same crew. So, so let me myself. let me ask you at the end of the day, based on what you're saying, and maybe if you turn out to be right, if the president doesn't get Arizona, let, let's just play that out here for a second. Then I ask you, Bill O'Reilly, do you think we had a free and fair and accurate election? Well, I'd want somebody to investigate it. So I think federal agents should be there now in Detroit and Philadelphia and Las Vegas, and they should be looking at the complaints that the Trump campaign was denied access to see the mail-in ballots. There should be FBI agents there now. Why wait a week? Um, this is when it's happening. So why isn't that happening? I mean, you I did, think you did, uh, did you hear the guy that was with Rudy Giuliani that, as a yeah, poll I watcher? I heard it. And it yeah. was, but they got to get more specific, though. They, I, I am not a conspiracy kind of guy. But when they said that the Trump poll watchers were denied access to see if the valid um, envelope was real, then that opened my eyes. But we're, what we're doing now is the people who favor Donald Trump, who wanted President Trump to win, do you think any of them, any of the 68 million who voted for him, are going to think this was an honest election? Is there one Trump voter who's going to think it's honest the way it's being played out? A- answer your question. Do you think so? No. I don't no. think there's one person who voted for Donald Trump that thinks there wasn't chicanery in Las Vegas or Philadelphia or Detroit. And I, I got to tell one. you, I mean, the whole the whole issue that, oh, no, by the way, you did hear about this 128,000 ballots, all Biden votes. They just showed up in the middle of the night. And I'd then like big more definition on that. But see, the credibility of those allegations rises if an official federal law enforcement agency is on the scene. It is a felony to tamper with an election in the United States. So you have the but you had it in Wisconsin and Michigan. These reports of these high volume vote dumps, you yeah. know, where. Where they, well, let's check it out. Let's, uh, let's the the point to see if that happened. And I, you know, look, I think that's going to happen. But President Trump and Attorney General Barr got to get on it now. Well, I think they're trying to. I mean, I I actually thought that everybody had poll observers. I asked the question many times, numerous times. Are there going to be poll watchers? Do you have enough lawyers? Do you? Because I just don't trust the system. You know, it's sad that a country, you know, as sophisticated as ours, where you own, where we have, you know, great minds and technology and Apple and and Microsoft and, and all of these brilliant tech companies, and yet we can't run a simple, verifiable, free, fair election where every vote, every ballot is cast on time, and if it's on time, it gets counted, and you have the confidence in that. And and yet we don't have that system down yet, Bill, in the year 2020, where it's working, where it's instilling any confidence or hope in people. 
And I got to tell you something that, you know, it it lends itself to this country even being divided, if possible, further, which I I know you don't want it. I don't want it. I'd rather, you know, I want at some point. But, you know, they they you know, they make it impossible. They're creating a situation with such a corrupt system that there'll never be any real trust in the system. And because you couldn't make a more confusing uh, or corrupt capable system than the one we have you you mentioned standards there's no standards bill congress could pass a law and change that i mean that's not hard you told me i could do it in five minutes with a piece of paper and a pencil i have more faith in you and your pencil and paper i could do it all right and if i could do it a simple guy like me i'm sure the geniuses on capitol hill could do it but you know i i'm i'm waiting here and I'm watching, and I'm, wi- I'm waiting for the FBI to show up, because that's the only way. And, and the FBI has lost credibility like crazy, but they're the only law enforcement agency that could do this. So are let, they me ask, let me ask you, though, the, the state of America, institutions. You agree with me, 99% of the media, they're corrupt. They're not honest, right? Well, You've you got to take the media out of it. All right, it's got to be could, done by by professional not, law enforcement. No, I'm, I'm making a point though, a broader point. You know, institutions like big tech companies now decide what content they they approve and don't approve, rather than letting people decide. You know, we now know that a Russian misinformation dossier of one candidate was used as the as a predicate uh, for a FISA warrant, uh, even though it was never verified or verifiable to spy on the Trump campaign in 2016. No Democrat ever complained about that, Bill. They cared about Ukraine, but they didn't care about Joe leveraging a billion dollars for a zero-experienced son not to be investigated. You know, oh, and so by the they, way, I, I heard that Biden did carry Ukraine. Did you hear that? I bet he did carry Ukraine, yeah, and he I, probably I carried China, Russia, and Kazakhstan, too. Yeah, there were a lot of write-in votes. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. you have to... I don't know why. I don't know why there's not more urgency. So if I'm the attorney general, I want a clean election. So I send my guys out there fast to, Look, to examine these allegations. And if there's nothing to them, then I hold a press conference and say, hey, we looked at it, and it's bull. That's the way the system should work. I don't know why we're so behind here. You know, this is. Well, we're saying it differently, but we're really saying the same thing. And that, you know, it, it, this would not be hard to to put confidence in the system, which I believe the American people deserve. That's not Republican, Democrat, conservative or liberal. That's about integrity of elections. And that's about, you know, having an, an honest, free and fair election where everybody has, you know, a right to vote if you're a legal citizen of this country and that your vote will be counted and you'll have the confidence that it's counted and that, you know, these shenanigans or whatever goes on behind the scenes can happen. And, and yet everything is within the system seems to allow for a lot of it, which creates great distrust among the American people and more divisive, uh, a more divisive country. And, and anger we've seen uh, among, you know, this is not going to exactly unite the country as a result of all this. BillOReilly.com. Stay right there. Continue BillOReilly.com. Bill O'Reilly, simple man. So here's what the president needs at this point. Assuming he held Georgia and Pennsylvania, Matt Towery believes he holds Georgia and uh, North Carolina. I've been assured by people there that that's going to happen. 
Then it's going to be a matter. There are 600, about 650,000 votes that have yet to be counted in Arizona. These are votes that were a lot of them from Maricopa County, but they're day of their election day votes, ballots that were handed off or the either election day or the day before bill, which to me leans very heavily in Donald Trump's favor because those would be people that don't trust mailing the ballots and wanted to make sure their vote was counted and they brought it in by hand. Um, We have seen that pattern unfold in many states. That does give a possibility to the president, if he does win Pennsylvania, where he's ahead by a number of 100,000, he would win. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard for him to make up 100,000 votes in Arizona, but if there are 93,000, there's 650,000 out. Yeah, that, but he could. And uh, there are less than 8,000 separating Biden from uh, Trump in Nevada. So I think you got to look at that real hard. And that will decide it. Those two states will decide it now. Well, Pennsylvania, too. Pennsylvania is yeah, going to be big. I think he's going to win Pennsylvania. Yeah, if I Trump do too. loses Pennsylvania, then you're going to have a full-fledged federal investigation. It's going to be really intense. Bill, because that, is, that, is, is this going to be like the investigation? We know Hillary Clinton play, paid for a dirty Russian dossier that was then used for a FISA application four times but never verified? No, you know, look, the Republicans control the Senate. They can drive this. So I figure Mitch McConnell is going to drive it, and I don't think you can, you know, that would be so blatant because he was so far ahead, President Trump, in in Pennsylvania, 700,000 votes. Um, I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's going to come down to the two western states. But you got to blanket those states. you got to send people out there. And what's going on? Why why can't Arizona uh, count 650,000 votes? Why? Uh, what, you know, Nevada just announced, Bill, that, well, we were going to start counting again tomorrow, but because of uh, great interest in the election results, we decided to go back and start counting yeah, again now. Like they didn't know that. What well, else come is there on. to do? The casinos are shut down. What else is there to do in Nevada? What do you do? Wander around? Count the votes. If they had a couple of good card counters, they would have all been counted already. I mean, seriously. All right, Listen, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, I thank you for having me on, as always. And let's just hope that decency and honesty prevail. By the way, Bill's new book out, Killing Crazy Horse, number one bestseller. Thanks, uh, BillOReilly.com. Appreciate it. When we come back, we'll go to the state of Arizona. Congressman Paul Gozer will join us. What's happening in that state as we continue? All right, 25 now until the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I can't even believe I'm actually reporting this. Nevada saying, well... You know, because there's such great interest in the in the results of the election, we have now decided that we're going to go back to vote counting today. Our, our initial plan was to wait till tomorrow. So, we'll, but we'll we'll go back. I guess we'll go back to work now. Unbelievable. Um, all right. So we're watching uh, all of this unfold. We just heard from Rudy Giuliani, Eric Trump, Corey Lewandowski, Pam Bondi. We're also out there with them. And you see the president up 400,000 votes. Uh, you heard from a poll watcher in Philly uh, that has, you know, gone down in good faith. The idea, looking at ballots, make sure they're valid and kept at uh, 100 foot distance and not able to see a thing. And they got pretty much away with all of that counting uh, throughout the whole process. Pretty unbelievable. Now, we have a situation that has evolved in in the great state of Arizona 
I guess we'll get the first numbers tonight where I, there's about 650,000, and I talked to all my friends and experts on the ground, uh, votes yet to be counted, and yet some are calling Arizona for Joe Biden. Um, and I was told that the ballots in particular, there's some, I think about 250 of those, a thousand of those are from Maricopa County. Uh, these are ballots that were handed in election day or the day before hand delivered to right to the election headquarters by people that concerned that they wanted their votes counted. And I would probably argue that that would probably lean Donald Trump if I were to give my best educated guess. Um, but we'll know more by nine o'clock when we get the first numbers coming back. And then you have more Trump friendly counties surrounding Maricopa County that also hundreds of thousands of votes still yet to be counted. Uh, Congressman Paul Gozer of Arizona says a lot of ground has already been made up by the president. And this is a lot closer than anybody thinks. And he absolutely has an ability to win this uh, state. Is that true? That's absolutely true, Sean. You know, from yesterday, we found out or early this morning, we found out that they had underestimated the amount of ballots that hadn't been counted. And you're exactly right. These were the ones most recently put in prior to uh, Tuesday's election. And what's different about this, this allotment of votes is that the propensity to, uh, is 20 percent higher to vote for Trump, um, it being that late in the game, as any other state or any other ballot. So when you take even the 500,000 and you put that same type of propensity here, and then a lot of this is, is part of my territory and Andy Biggs' territory, he's down a little over 93,000. But when you plug in the numbers, even at 500,000 with the 20 point preference, he ends up winning by 56,000, almost 500 votes. I mean, that, 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 that is an amazing statement that you're making here. I mean, that. Well, I mean, this, I'm sorry, go this ahead. Is, this, is, this, is, this is from a data orbital, it's a, da, a data analytics company. It's nonpartisan. They've been following this race, they had this race prior to. Uh, the election very, very tight, but leaning towards Republicans because of the, the, the move. And so when they saw the early call, they got involved and started really looking at what was transpiring here. And so the numbers that, that you can actually go and see, if you go to the, the, the website and to the Twitter page of Data Orbital. It's da- data uh, data yeah. Orbital is, it's by the way, and it's got at data, lower hashtag Orbital, yes, and you've got a website as well. And you can start to see that it'll make sense. Uh, everything is in line with those aspects. So this is one part of the story. There's a second part of the story, and that is, is we were contacted this morning by hundreds and hundreds of our constituents saying, listen, you know, when we take a vote, you get an ID that you can track your vote to make sure it was counted. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, my vote wasn't counted. Hey, my, my vote was canceled. And we were hearing this comment that they were using uh, felt pens uh, at some of the polling places. Now, some of the pens uh, we, we found out um, were these voter pens uh, specifically for these. But uh, we haven't got confirmation of that. So what we ended up doing is we got the Attorney General, Mark Brnovich, involved, and he sent a letter. Now there's an investigation in regards to uh, where and how and who uh, voted and didn't get uh, it put in place. And so there's a whole other aspect that hitting here, and then we're starting a, a rally tonight at 8 o'clock to hold up this this uh, as uh, for for scrutiny for the sun, sunlight so that they they take care of this this data 
Well, I mean, we're talking about a critical, you know, state here. And that if yep. the state goes back into Donald Trump's column, away from Joe Biden's column, uh, and the president wins Pennsylvania and he holds the states that he currently has, he would be elected president. That's exactly right. And, and we were shocked when we saw the numbers. Me and my team, as you probably know, the president came to my district four times because of the power of my district and Andy's district uh, for uh, high propensity of Republicans. We got a huge lot of Republicans. And we saw the intensity with this president. And we would be fuddled at saying, how did they call it so quick? How did this happen? This doesn't work right. And so when we started getting the calls, everything started falling in line. And, you know, now, now numbers, don't, numbers don't lie. So what we ought to be doing is putting the sunlight on those numbers and making sure that every vote is counted. You know, it's kind of amazing, Congressman, that in this day and age that all of these, irriga- you know, the, the, all of these, you know, patterns are emerging here, irregularities all over the place. That, you know, you wonder how it's it's it takes my breath away that all of this is even possible. But, you know, I guess we shouldn't be confused because the president was warning everybody before the election as everybody and every all these states wanted to change their election laws. And then millions, tens of millions or more ballots were mailed out. You know, last minute laws are being changed, um, extending the, the time in which ballots can be delivered and counted and how to count them. Do they need to be postmarked? How many days? I mean, there's got to be some better standard by which every American knows that their vote is going to be counted. It's done accurately. Nobody can steal their vote and that there can't be this kind of rampant uh, room for abuse. There should be. But Sean, trying to get a bill passed like that takes, you know, some big, big uh, individuals on both sides of the aisle. And so when Republicans show up, why would the Democrats show up? I mean, we've had to live under the Nancy Pelosi's rule. You know, these two years have been dreadful. They're not going to put anything on the floor that will hurt them or help us. And and for God's sake, they hate this president more than they love this country. And they're bound to determine to hurt this president at any chance they can get. So you're not going to get legislation passed but you know, in that aspect, in all fairness, unless the American people demand it. And the only way they can demand that is, is getting back to the square one and, and putting the Republicans back in and saying, OK, now get this done and hold our feet to the fire. What do we do in the meantime? What do we do as a result of this election? What if these efforts well, we are successful? We got to fight for this election. Do you, do you believe Donald all. Trump has the you you agree with data uh, orbital that, in fact, Donald Trump and this is what the, their information they put out, quote, this breakdown is in line with what we estimate out real Donald Trump will carry Arizona. That's what he's, that's what they're predicting. I, well, that's, that's a flip I'm, of what? 11 what electoral votes. Absolutely. And that's what we're saying. And so what ends up happening is we've had our fair share of scandals. So mm-hmm. from the North McSally, Kirsten Sinema race, where, you know, the pre-ballot was 50-50 and the day of was 50-50. And then all these emergency ballots that came in all of a sudden were 90-10. How does that work? You know, there, you know, numbers don't lie. There are abnormalities that can occur. Even up to my district where we saw mail-in ballots that normally come in in the first two weeks uh, in a primary, all of a sudden not showing up and being found in Las Vegas and Anderson pile, piles of them. So we've seen it here. And so there, there's, there's always room for making it better. 
But you know, if 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 we're at this crossroads with socialism and and our, our stated republic and our constitution, we got to fight like hell, and so we got to start doing it right now. Yeah. All right, Congressman Paul Gozer over in uh, Arizona. We'll be watching. I guess we get those first numbers at nine o'clock. Um, let's see if Data Orbital ends up being right. Wow, that would be a massive uh, change in this election. The scenario for the president would flip dramatically. And then all eyes and attention would would shift then to the great state of Pennsylvania, um, which, by the way, we're also paying attention to uh, now. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Unbelievable times. I, I know this has got to. I, 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 you, you cannot love this country and watch this and just like look at it and say, how can this happen here? How does this happen? This is the greatest country God gave men, and we have all of this big technology. Everybody's got their iPhones and their Macs and their computers and their, you know, Microsoft, Apple, the biggest, the best technical minds, and we can't figure out how to run a free, fair election with very specific laws that you got to follow. And if you follow it, your vote is going to be recorded and it's going to count and it's going to mean something. And you're not going to have any questions about the integrity of the election. We're keeping people at 100 feet distance that are supposed to be, quote, poll watchers in in Pennsylvania away. You are finding, you know, ballots in garbage cans. Oh, they just all happen to be vets that voted for Donald Trump. You know, all of these other instances where they're mailing out tens of millions of ballots, including to dead people and people that moved a long time ago. You know, I, I you would expect what you, you think we could fix this. I think you can, unless there are people that don't want to fix it because they think they benefit from the chaos surrounding all of this. And it gives them more room to do whatever they want to do. Anything. Look, we, we I never thought we'd live in an age or a time where we would have, you know, an entire three years spent on nothing but outright lies, smears, slander, libel, besmirchment. And it turns out that it was actually them that was involved with uh, Russian disinformation to spy on a presidential candidate. We still never got to the bottom of that either. And then spying on a president. You know, the, the idea that Joe Biden, you know, as he has been in the media mob assisted living facility throughout the entire campaign that he gets to hide without answering hardly any questions probably less than a hundred all told throughout a whole campaign there's no vetting of him in the middle of an impeachment when a tape of him bragging about withholding a billion taxpayer dollars uh from ukraine unless they fire a prosecutor who we now know is investigating his son, who goes on Good Morning America, says, why, why were you getting paid millions? Did you have experience in energy? No. Oil? No. Any experience with Ukraine? No. Why were you paid all this money? I don't know. Maybe because your dad is the vice president? Probably. Now we have wire transfers of three and a half million dollars from a russian oligarch the first lady of moscow nobody cares if you're a democrat you're in the media you don't care if you're part of big tech companies that control the content available to hundreds of millions of people you decide what people can read not the american people 
You have a candidate that doesn't get vetted, doesn't get any real questions about these wire transfers from Ukrainian oligarchs and Russian oligarchs and and Kazakh oligarchs. Wow. Huge hundred thousand dollars shopping sprees, monies for cars, a billion five deal with no experience. Bank of China, private equity after flying with daddy on Air Force Two. Did Joe get questioned? No, none. Any vetting of Joe's real views? Did, did, did we ever get an answer if he'd packed the courts? Not really. Did we ever get an answer about D.C., Puerto Rico statehood? No, not really. Did we ever get an, an answer about how he feels about the Electoral College? Nope. Ending the legislative filibuster? Nope. Nothing. Because he got a pass. Because you've got institutions that are corrupt to the core. The, the media mob, the 99%. Big tech companies, now they censor whatever news they want you to see or not see. They decide. You got a deep state, they're just, they're just laughing their ass off today because they, they know they got away with it now. We have early voting, we have late voting, we have postmark needed, postmark not needed. You know, count the votes three days after, four days after, ten days after. Unbelievable. And we're supposed to teach our kids about, what, honesty, integrity, and how great the system always is? This is, this is dangerous for this country on, on all of these things combined. All right, we're going to have full coverage of all of this tonight. Now, those first numbers of the 650,000 votes in Arizona, uh, that will be uh, literally coming out as we come on the air at 9 Eastern tonight. For the president to win, hold Georgia, hold North Carolina. If Arizona with 650,000, remember this, this data orbital says they believe Trump will do it. Uh, then Pennsylvania decides it. This is getting very interesting. More tonight at 9.